I'm Evie. I'm Ray, and welcome to the Pantheon of M. We'll be reviewing the film Howard the Duck. Uh, this is timely, actually. Uh, so my first question to you, Evie, just off the top, what are your feelings towards this film? This film was kind of silly, but mm -hmm. kind of funny as well. You know, I thought it was uh, PG, but mm -hmm. it tanked because it wasn't good. I didn't think it was that good. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I waste my time <laughs> um, mm -hmm. watching it. I don't know. I, yeah, it didn't really do anything for me. I thought it was quite silly, but kind of funny, sort of. I don't know what, what to make of it. Do you think it was ahead of its time? Like, do you think it's more relevant, more, more pertinent now by chance or, or no? How do you mean? Uh, well, well, let's see. It came out in 86. I mean, no one really understood it. One of the debates was, should this movie be made as a cartoon rather than a live action film? You know, oh, okay. that was one of the questions that the people who were behind the scenes making this film pondering before they released it. Right. But in terms of what we're seeing on the screen today, you know, in 2022, in the new year, uh, does, do you think it has any kind of relevance to what we're seeing now? Like we are a comic book review movie, TV series uh, review. Um, do you see anything that is sort of relatable now? Um, maybe like the Cold War or um, countries fighting each other. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the nuclear race, uh, but a duck uh, working at a diner. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to take. To, okay. Yeah. Right. Help well, me with that, man. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, here's what, how I look at Because I just watched this movie literally like a night ago. I think if I saw this film when it came out, because I was aware of this film, uh, I think I probably have a very negative like response to it. We're, we're already starting phase four of the MCU, and we're introduced into one of the marquee films coming up shortly is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, right? right. Okay. Howard is being plucked from an alternative universe. We're introduced to a multiverse already in this film. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking in, in the context of what are we learning from this film is that there is a multiverse that exists. And um, just to give some people some context, this is Marvel's very first motion picture they ever had on the big screen. In the executive produced by George Lucas, a guy who just finished the Star Wars trilogy. So he was at the top of his game. ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, did the special effects, the sound effects for this film. You know, they had miniatures, uh, they used stop motion animations for this, which again, kind of looks cheesy because it kind of reminds you of like, what was it, Clash of the Titans, the 84 film. Yeah, yeah. Had kind of like claymation type, like animation of monsters. That came out in 84, so this is like two years after that movie came out. So the idea of stop motion was still pretty in the mix of how things are done. I mean, looking at it now, I mean, yes, it's, it's extremely cheesy. They don't have that kind of effect. 15-inch uh, miniature of, of the uh, Dark Lord, when we see him, uh, and then they right. blew it up into a bigger screen. So it looked really, really bad, on the, I guess, on a larger scale. It introduces us to the multiverse, something that Marvel is introducing to us now. So in that sense, it's, it's light years. It's 20 years ahead of the game of when it came out. It would make more sense if Howard came out now. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in due to the fact of the multiverse. I think it was a, a misstep uh, because it was so far ahead of this game. And also, Steve Gerber, who actually did the illustration and wrote the original comic book strip, had that kind of vision 
you know. Uh, so it's, uh, so what, what you're seeing is him being plucked out of the universe where he's from into our into 616 or whatever you want to call a world you're in. That's, uh, that's what we're seeing. I getcha. Okay. okay. So uh, in that sense, that's how I see it's ahead of the game. This introduces us to a lot of big known actors. Like it stars Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins, and Leah Thompson. This was their like one of their breakthrough roles. Tim Robbins, before he did Bob Roberts, before he did all these big, big films, this was what he did to help break him through into the ice into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Leah Thompson just finished the first edition of Back to the Future a year before this. So she experienced the high and she experienced the low in the first, in the game one year. So it, it kind of got her grounded in terms of reality of welcome to Hollywood. This is what success feels like, and this is what failure feels like. You know, so I think when you watch her now in in layman's terms, she's very level-headed, very grounded because she's experienced both ends of the spectrum, like all at once. And at this point, she did like, I think about a handful of films. She did like Red Dawn and All the Right Moves with Tom Cruise. And so she was just getting, like she wasn't a a leading lady yet, but she was a recognized actress at this point, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. I understand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she, she had her up. And that and down, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel yeah. kind of sorry for her, but still, uh, Howard the Duck was kind of funny, mm-hmm. pretty good mm-hmm. for before. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, no, it was the Ishtar of its time. I mean, it it was the if if it was given a Razzie, I'm sure it has or was. Uh, it is. It was like I mean, it was really it was the butt of all jokes. Uh, yeah. when, it's, when, when a movie laid an egg, they referred it to as Howard the Duck. It, it, you know, it was it was pretty bad. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the the writer director it was uh, William William uh, Fitch and uh, Gloria Stewart. They were husband and wife. They are the producers and writers for this movie. Uh, um, George Lucas was executive producer, so he kind of backed it. He got the rights for them to film this thing, and uh, he he was totally supportive of their endeavor. You know, and people kind of scratch their heads with this. I mean, Lucas, Lucas, George Lucas, you know, the guy, the guy who brought you Industrial Light and Magic, the guy who brought you Adobe Sound, who is a visionary, you know, maybe not a great director in, in retrospect, but like a visionary of, of things to come, you know, maybe was well ahead of the game with Howard the Duck, like 20 years ahead of the game. No, 30, yeah. 30 years, right? So, you know. It's something to uh, to be holding. And uh, Ed Gale, who, who who's the guy behind the duck, would, is also the guy behind Chucky the doll. You know, so again, a film, uh, a series, or, or venture that just started to explode now, like in 2021, 2022, because we had, we just had the Chucky series uh, this past fall. It's making a comeback. Who would have seen the future? You know, back then, that all these things would still be relevant, culturally relevant today. So, out of ten, how would you rate this? Um, maybe a six. Okay. Like it, it was kind of silly, mm-hmm, fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but um, um, secondly, though, I would I would um r- r- rate it maybe like a seven, uh, because it was kind of funny and silly. Mm-hmm. But on the second hand, um, it was stupid. <laughs> you know? No, no, no you're, you're right. Um, this, this was this for me. Okay, I'm gonna give this movie a six um, because uh, the, the one of the first things that popped in my mind is that there's nudity in this movie, but like there's yeah. duck, there's, there's there's actual like 
genital duck genitalia in the beginning when yeah. he's looking at through duck duck boy or, or um, the magazine and when people are in the shower like, on his home world i mean you see nudity duck nudity yeah. which was very clear uh that that one kind of threw me a little bit but uh yeah so i didn't know what to expect from that i didn't think i you know i I'm, i know it's it's pg or it's 14a but it was, he was definitely into sex so they made it very um adult for for his world you know yeah what was your double feature for this film mickey mouse <laughs> you know it was um any cartoon you know um yeah i can't um i don't get it um you know i don't get it. it's a funny movie you know um made you laugh so would, but, so 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 a seven would it be lower than seven then you wouldn't give it a seven then no you you're right you're right, right. Because you give a lot of movies a seven and a half, seven. So you would say, like, for instance, you would give, I don't know, Thor or oh. you know, a, a seven and a half, and then you give, you know, uh, Howard the Duck a seven. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so. I'm kind of being nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, um, yeah, it it existed. Don't know why. Um, okay. okay. Give it a, like a five or a six to be honest with you. I was just being nice. No, no, it's fine. But you know, uh, okay, for my double feature, I, I mean, I, I didn't give it much thought here to be perfectly honest. I'm thinking about it just now. Um, uh, like this movie reminds me of the eighties. Like it's, it's just reeking of the eighties. So a movie like Electric Boogaloo or something like that, or, um, you know, but a guy, a first, you know, this reminds me of The Last Dragon. Um, it, yeah. the barry gordy movie uh like if he was a fish out of water that you know didn't really belong and um you know i mean I, he's he's treated sort of like a freak which he kind of is so mm -hmm. but then the girl finds him to be the hero so it, it, it's the same kind of um generalized mentality but so uh we'll be reviewing the last dragon i think uh during the no well not soon well in in a, in a few months okay yeah so, that's something we'll get to but but yeah i i thought that was um yeah barry gordy's the last dragon that's that's a film because it's sort of like a kinship between howard and um Le leroy was uh going through bruce leroy <laughs> uh so uh, i'll look forward to that review but anyways if you don't know what i'm referring to on youtube to check out the trailer for uh the last dragon not the last okay. dragon raya the last dragon but like there's an actual like a motown uh did it pr produce this movie oh, back in the back in the 80s so it's kind of interesting okay uh the question to you because okay so there is some familiar faces uh was there a face familiar to you in the band uh the cherry bomb that stood out to you um one of the girls one of the backup performers yeah holly johnson yeah, Holly Robertson. Robertson? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was one of her first like breakthrough roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as well as Leah Thompson. Um, yeah. you know, uh, she's doing now what she's doing the murder mystery um was it was a morning murder mystery uh, series on you see on like City TV. You know, mm -hmm. like the kind of those Hallmark movies. Uh, you know, she's doing pretty well. I mean, you mean, I mean, during after this she did 21 Drum Street. So this yeah. was the time she jumped from jump, she went from one to the other, but mm -hmm. that's her breakthrough role. And what made this kind of what's kind of cool about this, and I want to put this in the in my blog, is that uh, both uh, Leah Thompson, 
Holly Robinson and, and the, at, the, the quartet, they right. were actually singing and they were actually doing the uh, musical instruments oh, in cool. this film. So uh, that was actually part of the deal. They had to learn how to play the instruments and, and the, the choreography. And you know who you know who Thomas Doby is, right? Yeah. Blinding, blinding me by my science, the singer. Oh, and, yeah. uh, he choreographed the routine. He composed the music for them. He worked with them closely to get them looking like professional and he designed the music so it's very synthesized uh, the music that you're hearing like the song how the duck that was his uh, writing so that was pretty interesting because you know i grew up listening to thomas doby and um you know all the artists back in the 80s of course but like uh, he was a big name and he was very influential to making this happen so um so just a little tip for that tat on that I enjoy this more, I think, watching it now. I, I like Jeffrey Jones. I think he's a great, talented act, actor. You know, uh, for, for for everybody who watched this, he was. this is when he was doing um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, playing the principal, Rooney. So uh, everyone here that, who are in this film really made their niche after Howard. I mean, Howard the Duck didn't kill their career. That's, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Whereas... Okay. Only as good as your last film. Uh, the they all came out of this pretty much unscathed. Um, you know, I mean, the other two act singers and performers on the band. I mean, they're no one knows who they are. But like Holly Robinson, Leah Thompson, mm -hmm. Jeffrey Jones, Tim Robbins. You know, they're all they all went on to do bigger and better things. Even the guy behind the mask of Howard the Duck went on to do Chucky. So you know, everyone did pretty well. The directors. They they found work. <laughs> People Hollywood can be forgiving, and they found work shortly after. And now it's a cult hit. It's a cult classic. Um, there's a following of this movie. Uh, people, it's it's found a second coming. And uh, I think Lucas was right. He he said at one point, "Give it 20 years, uh, it will find its new uh, its niche." And it has. It's done pretty well. It's in the analogs or pantheon of films. Mm -hmm. So, yep. okay. Cool. So with that, I'm Ray. Happy New Year. And I'm Evie. Happy New Year. Take care. Across the sea of stars lies another world. A world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? to explore new relationships, to redefine his self-image, to adjust to a changing lifestyle. Oh, it up! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man! Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made.